Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about one of the most common mistakes that real estate investors make. We're talking about bubble mentality. After a long period of real estate prices increasing, of rents increasing, it's easy to become conditioned into thinking that prices only go up. Rents only go up. Salaries only go up. But they don't. We have seen periods of time when rents go down. We've seen prices fall. We've seen incomes fall. In each of those cases, there was an explanation in hindsight as to why that happened. It's too easy to look back at history and explain away what happened. The Great Depression was caused by mistakes that won't be repeated. The oil embargo of the 1970s was caused by President Nixon taking the dollar off the gold standard and the oil-producing countries being unwilling to trust the U.S. dollar. Well, that was a one-time event. That won't happen again. The period of simultaneous stagnation and inflation, the so-called stagflation of the late 70s and early 80s, well, that won't happen again. The mortgage crisis of 2008, well, that definitely won't happen again. We have a much better management of the banking system now. No, that won't happen again. The dot-com bubble was insanity around tech stocks. That won't happen again. For goodness sakes, why would you not buy your pet food at the grocery store and order it instead online? Why would you order it and wait a week for it to be delivered to your house? That, that won't happen again. The insanity around blockchain technology was based on assigning monetary value to a bunch of computer-generated bits. That was silly. That won't happen again. It's hard to believe that people thought tulip bulbs would be the path to riches, but in 1636, valuations went into the stratosphere, only to come crashing down in 1637. At the peak, tulips were worth 10 times the annual wage of a single worker. Well, that won't happen again. We humans have an incredible inability to see bubbles when we're inside one. They seem to make rational sense in a strange sort of way. At least some highly educated people can speak at length about why the value should be that high. They can explain the science behind it. They can talk for hours. And I've discovered that when you step back, there are really three simple questions that need to be asked whenever you're presented with a business opportunity. The questions are, number one, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Number two, is the problem important enough that someone's willing to spend considerable resources to have it solved? And number three, are they willing to buy it from you? You have to have an affirmative answer to all three. I repeat, what's the problem you're trying to solve? Is it important enough they're willing to expend considerable resource to have it solved? And are they willing to buy it from you? In the 1920s, the period of industrialization created unprecedented economic boom with cars, manufacturing, air travel. The values of these companies rose so quickly that the underlying businesses ceased to be the focus of attention and all eyes were on the stock market. People started companies for the sole purpose of issuing shares on the public markets. After all, shares were the path to wealth. No need to worry about the underlying businesses. Guess what, folks? Stocks don't solve a problem. When a company goes into business for the sake of being in the stock market, they aren't solving a real problem. In the dot-com era, you could buy pet food online. It didn't solve a problem that anybody really had. And Bitcoin doesn't solve a problem. And yep, you guessed it, tulips don't solve a problem either. As real estate investors, we don't often think about solving problems. I would make the assertion that real estate is like any other business, and if it doesn't solve a problem, then it won't create real value. If you don't believe me, I'll give you a couple of simple examples to prove my point. At the peak, Detroit had a population of 2.1 million people. Today, it's shrunk to about 650,000. 
you can buy homes in Detroit far below construction cost. You should never build a new home today in Detroit because there isn't a shortage of homes. Nashville, on the other hand, is attracting 120 people a day moving into the city. They need housing. When you build in Nashville, you're solving a problem. When you build in Detroit, you're not. When a huge premium is attached to the value of a company, you're making several bets. Number one, the market conditions that created the problem are going to persist for a long time. And number two, the current solution will remain as valuable in the future as it is today. And I would suggest there are other bubbles we're currently living inside that we cannot see. I'm going to make up a fictitious example of the kind of thinking that leads to bubbles. Let's say the vacancy rate for industrial space is at 1%. It might be tempting to think that there's a shortage of industrial space. So then people rush out and build industrial space. But there is no problem anywhere on the planet called industrial space. The problem, the real underlying problem might be too long a time to fulfill customer orders. That might be the underlying problem. And maybe industrial space is part of the solution. But unless you articulate the problem, you don't explore the myriad of solutions that can solve the problem. If you say the problem is 1% vacancy industrial space, well, that's not a correctly worded problem statement because simply adding a numerical qualifier in front of something that wasn't a problem can't turn it into a problem. And when you adopt that line of thinking, that's when you get into trouble. You have to always step back, look at the underlying business, and find out what problem are you solving. So you're thinking about that. Stay out of some bubbles. Have an awesome day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.